genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I'm always here, with Sean Petit. Yo. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Heyo. As a courtesy, I want to remind the listener that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to spoil those for you. I'll give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you might need to skip. Our top story this week is The Question uh, by Denny, Denny O'Neill and Dennis Cowan. We're going to do the first uh, 15 issues of that run. Um, th- this is, again, another one of these uh, break from the the format of the show to uh, remember a comics great who has recently passed. So we're going we're gonna to do Denny O'Neill this week. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. realized slightly too late when we were doing Neil Adams that I was just like, oh, shit, we could have done later neil adams batman and then got a twofer because it was denny o'neill and neil adams and we we lost yeah. both this year unfortunately so it's like okay well uh you know denny o'neill deserves his own uh episode and then rj bought the omnibus of the question so that just that just kind of worked out perfectly on accident yeah and it's just we've all been slowly traumatizing ourselves by reading the question <laughs> yeah turns out someone needs to talk about this comic book yeah they haven't kept this thing in print why in not us fucking forever yeah no like straight up rj was talking so much about it that i went out and ordered it but i couldn't even order it from dc's distributor because it was already out of print so i had to get it like aftermarket like a week after rj bought it it's fucking insane luckily it's on the it's on the dc universe app that's where i've been reading it well uh, i i bought this um weapon of a book yo Uh, I've been I know reading this is on wow. an audio medium, but it, it weighs like 15 pounds. I could kill Yo, somebody with real it. Real talk, I've been reading through some of these omnibuses. I bought the Simons and Thor one. I'm like, oh, this is pretty beefy. The new 52 Swamp Thing omnibus? Oh, fuck. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could, you could legitimately kill somebody with that thing. It is oh, yeah. insane. It's fucking huge. <laughs> I also just found out that there's three volumes of, like, madman library editions which are like the absolute size Mm. yeah uh i didn't know they existed so i ordered them all and then like the third one comes out like next week and the first two showed up out of the like very quickly quick quicker than i anticipated i'm like oh no i i owe my store a lot of money (laughs) very suddenly yeah i have those like giant sandman library editions that are oh yeah like actually you need like a lectern to read them because they're so fucking big well, yeah, back to back, like because I, I bought the Lemire Animal Man omnibus like mm. years ago, and so I was reading that for the episode that I did not participate in, but I still uh, read it. Which and is then, a shame. I know, I know. Um, yeah, we missed you on that one. We did. I I miss you guys too. Y'all did a great job without me though. Uh, oh, I was I was going through it. I needed a mental health day. My my Casey impersonation needed some work though. Did like, you just, just say just fuck re- a lot? I did. I'm sure I did. <laughs> we we tried to go the whole episode without. People realizing you were gone. Yeah. But it <laughs> wasn't the best. <laughs> That's not true. I, I blew the cover the, in the intro because I, I paused in the introductions in the intro and like left room for you. And I'm like, what am I doing? What's happening? <laughs> oh, you're not going to edit me in later. That would be yeah, hilarious. Right. Yeah, Casey's just really quiet today, guys. Or I could have yeah, just said, no. and Casey Crawford, and then put in you from the previous episode and then just never talk to you ever again that oh, that's man. what we should have done that would have been really funny i'm gonna remember that next time 
Yeah, uh, classic case of a bunch of men silencing the woman. Am I right? Am I <laughs> yeah. right? It would it would just sound like us aggressively talking over you for like two hours. <laughs> Every now and, and then, then like, I yes, can even- we have a. We I can even edit podcast, in just like portions swear. of words from you every now yeah. and again. Every now and then you just get me going like, oh, but, uh, 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 I'm sure uh, there's plenty of <laughs> clips of her saying fuck the police or ACAB or something and you could just pop that in every once in a while. So Yo, so there. funny story. Uh, I, uh, you know, part of the reason I had to take a week off was a, a death in the family, RIP. But um, because of that, I reconnected with some family that I haven't talked to in a long time. And um, my my cousin was like, oh, you know, I have to drive back and forth from, like, Jacksonville to Gainesville, so, like, I'm always listening to podcasts. I'm like, well, funny you should mention that, because I have one. <laughs> and he was real psyched. And then I was like, wait, 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 wait. Before, yeah, it's been a minute since we talked. I just, I need to know, I need to let you know that, like, however far left you are, I am, like, a terrorist compared to you. So, like, just fair, <laughs> fair warning, <laughs> you know? Because, like, my whole family are, like, for the most part, like, you know, vote blue no matter who kind of people. So I was just like, yeah, no, I'm gonna definitely say, like, dismantle capitalism and fuck the police. So, like, sorry. <laughs> well, just- speaking of fuck the police, <clears throat> uh, I, I just got back from a vacation. I was on vacation all last week. And my one friend always makes a mix CD for, like, the car. The car ride down, everyone listens to the same mix CD, and he put it out on Dropbox this time, so those of us who don't live near them could listen to it. And he did a mashup of Mbop and Fuck the Police. Oh, I bet that's great. That works way better than it has any right to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That reminds yep. me of Wugazi. Have you listened to Wugazi? Yeah, dude, yeah. Wugazi's the best. Yeah, Wu Tang Clan and Fugazi mixed together. It's fucking thirteen brilliant. chambers. Oh, god, <laughs> fucking good shit. Yeah, it's it's like it's got it's got that kind of quality, but it's it's Hanson and NWA. Perfect. Ten out of ten. Nailed it. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god, is he really doing this? He's doing this. Basically the same. Basically the same group. So I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew the names of any members of Hanson to to make some kind of like um, easy e Hanson joke. And then Hanson, aren't they <laughs> yeah. the Hanson? They're the Hanson brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. So, how was your vacation? Uh, it was great. It was everything I needed it to be. Um, I it's it's the the biggest COVID risk I've taken since like all this went down, and I was kind of a mess for some of it but i managed to kind of drop my guard a little bit and we'll know within the next week uh you know if if it was worth it or not (laughs) i mean i'm sure it'll be worth it you're like healthy enough that you won't die from like getting covid at this point especially since you've gotten like every booster and and vaccine that you could possibly get it yeah this past week counts as another booster i think Well, there's actually another one actually coming out soon. Yeah, I know. I'm actually kind of stoked for this next one. But, like, there was... I had to kind of give up control over, like, look, I can't police what other people are going to do. I'm sharing a house with these people. They're going to do whatever they do. But they went to this bar that was, like, on the water on, like, the bay. That's just a bunch of drunk people walking around in waist-deep water. Like, Oh, yeah. I've seen those. I'm like, that's a yeast infection waiting to happen, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, is it the, the bay is, or is it a pool? It's the bay. 
Oh, well, isn't, that's isn't better the, than isn't, it. Isn't the Atlantic Ocean just an infection waiting to happen anyway? I mean, sure. But like, I don't know. It's just specifically just walking around in crotch deep water with a bunch of drunk singles. I don't know about that. That just, <laughs> it would be different if it was a pool because a pool's got like chemicals in there to deal with that. This is just, oh, just the, the tepid fresh water. Oh, chemicals in there. Yeah, the Bay has chemicals. Yeah, I did not participate in that. The, the beach that's like closest to my hometown in Florida, um, which like I'm closer to the beach in Philly than I was in, in my hometown in Florida. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like the beach that we always go to, it's like, oh, well, let's see what the poop levels are this week. Ah, can't go. Full of poop. This is just poop water. <laughs> for poop. There's like a, a website you could go to no, to show you poop. the poop content. Uh, I thought you said for poop. No, full full of poop. It's just it's just poop water. Don't go don't go in the toilet water. That is Saint George Island. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a I had a very good trip. That's good. I got pun intended. Stoked. Uh more or less. <laughs> All right, comic books. Yeah, let's do is it. This, is this comic? I, I can't segue off of this. I don't. There's yeah, not yeah, enough dude. poop order in this Batman book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there a clay face in the sewer? Uh, <laughs> don't be one? rude to Clayface. <laughs> <laughs> He's not poop. He's clay. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> my pick this week is Detective Comics 1063. By Rom V, Raphael Albuquerque, and Dave Stewart. Kick-ass creative team. Hell yeah. It's still good. It continues to be great. Uh, we talked about the first issue of this. Um, and this is just more of Rom kind of slowly building out his Gotham sandbox that he is going to be playing in. And it's really a creepy version of Gotham. Um, it's like a gothic Gotham. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's really it, good. It's it's funny because we still don't really know what the main like story is. Barbatos. Barbatos. I mean, he's shown he's shown up. Barbatos. But we don't know what's happening really. Yeah, Barbatos. there hasn't it hasn't really revealed. Yeah, that does. You just keep saying that word like it means something. Yeah. Barbatos. Like, oh, right. That sure. <laughs> And it's Barbatos? I'm just kidding. Bar- I thought bad. it was Barbados. <laughs> no, no, Barbatos. Because they, they keep like spelling it phonetically. Barbatos. It sounds like a shitty cracker. <laughs> does, does it? Anyway, let's move on. All right, let's, All let's, right. not, let's not malign the name of an ancient deity. I don't need that kind of bad luck right now. Yeah, otherwise Scott Snyder's gonna come through your mirror. <laughs> <laughs> or worse, Grant Morrison. <laughs> I Only Grant if you Morrison say their name three mirror. times. I'll right? take that risk. <laughs> yeah, I would happily have Grant Morrison come through my window. It's it's Scott Snyder, the reason there's a net in my bathroom. Yeah, like, worst case, Grant Morrison <laughs> pops out and makes me take peyote. Like, I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's 100% what they would do, but also terrifying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so... We get uh, kind of Two-Face being set up in this issue of someone who's been uh, reformed, but um, and then 
the the this issue kind of is bookended by Two Face of like him meeting with Bruce, and then um, kind of Bruce kind of is going to him and asking him who is running the uh, like criminal underworld in Gotham now because there's a there's a power vacuum, and um, Two Face has been kind of reformed and is like not willing to give up information, and then at the end of the issue he gets he gets a uh, sprayed in the face and start the other half of him kind of starts taking over again Um, well the the fun thing about that is like it's some kind of like mind control like spray that like turns you into like a like a goon for some kind of like mystic cult thing and like yeah it's working on everyone that like gets like exposed to it but two-face it it doesn't take over the Two Face side. It take it takes over Harvey, but it doesn't take over the Two Face mm. side. So he's like, "You gotta fucking put me in control again, bud." Like, fuck you. Like, it's them or me. So like, yeah. that's that's a pretty cool twist that it's like, yeah, half yeah, there's of a bunch him is of, like, unfazed by it. There's a bunch of narration with Two Face in this issue that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we also meet the uh, the ancestral family of Arkham because Arkham is like one of the main families there's all these families that built gotham like the waynes and and the arkhams but um and then since joker blew up uh arkham asylum uh these ancient arkhams that uh they're not even called arkhams they're called the original name before they changed it um they are coming to take ownership of arkham asylum uh and they say that they they have kind of been kept away because um you know things were arkham asylum was just kind of running and like was a kind of people remembered them but now that arkham asylum is gone they're at risk of being forgotten and that's the one thing that they don't and they're coming to take gotham because they technically have it started off as like a little tiny mayorship province yes and it grew to what gotham is today so like they literally have the deed to gotham they own the land that gotham is on and they look like you know, nice, normal people. Super yeah, normal, and not at weird. all. With their three <laughs> yeah. pupils and yeah, and sh- and glowing faces and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep, nothing, nothing strange going on here. Yeah, <laughs> just normal three pupils. It's fine. Yeah, they definitely. Rom has like ramped up the creepy factor in in, in yeah. detective comics like so quickly. And then also my my favorite part of the issue is. Batman visiting uh, the Maestro, which is a, a Batman villain who's in Arkham, whose like whole gimmick is music, and he has this like ancient music box that um, is tied to the the Arkhams, and he's like asking about it, and um, and I just I really enjoy Batman like kind of pawn starsing. Oh, I've got a guy for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like. I also just love that, like that uh, Maestro is like going deaf, so Batman entices yes. him into helping him be- by being like, "Look, this is probably the last time you'll ever hear this one of a kind thing. That's this like it's the only mytho- time anyone like it's like a like a thousand year old like tune. Yeah, it's no like a like a for- mythological like instrument like, yeah. like music box that like yeah. So it's like, well, it's, yeah, of course you're that- gonna help me. You're way too curious. It's that Wu Tang album that the U.S. government currently yeah, owns. Exactly. <sighs> Fucking narc. 
Uh, and then they also talk about how when it plays, he's like, Maestro's like, uh, oh, it's uh, some of it is black noise. And then he's talking about how, like, you know, Bowie was like, black noise could be used to control people. And um, so that, you know, that's an interesting, I'm sure that won't come back at all. No, 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 sure of course not. not. Yeah. I, yeah, Bowie's occult ties always a, a definitely a positive thing to bring up uh, yeah. and w- won't be nefarious <laughs> at all. <laughs> but, Fucking, no, this, suddenly it's going to be about the hollow earth. <laughs> <laughs> this issue is great, though, because uh, it's just Rom kind of continuing to expand his story, but not, you know, revealing too much and just it's the perfect mix of like old characters and new and uh kind of just it's all got this really uh horror atmosphere to it that is really interesting yeah it's like super cryptic and gothic and just spooky yeah i'm excited to see where it goes hell yeah uh speaking of excited to see where it goes uh i've got axe judgment day number three also known as Avengers, X-Men, Eternals, Judgment Day, number three, uh, depending on your flavor. Uh, it's by Kieran <laughs> Gillen, Valerio Shidi, and Marte Gracia. Um, yeah, this book just continues to be fucking wild. Uh, I don't know if we talked about the second issue, but essentially they build a, a Celestial out of the Avengers, like, base of operations that was the dead Celestial. And, uh... Built a god. It's a well, yeah. It's it's a god that out is. Of, it. Yeah, they built a god out of the dead celestial. Out of the know, out of pretty, the out of the I know skeleton. We're splitting of a hairs, but it's like pretty impressive too. Well, the celestials are gods to the Eternals. That's like the whole thing, right? So, so they rise this new god that's gonna yeah. like change the decree from what like uh uh fucking Druig was trying to like wipe out mutants. And they're like, okay, so we'll get our own god, and he'll have his own decree. Oh, f- fuck! He went rogue, and the god basically said, uh, "I'm gonna judge." All of you individually, and I'm going to judge you all as a whole. It's doing. You have 24 hours. Doing exactly what a celestial's. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, literally every time there's a gigantic crossover event and Tony Stark has an idea, it's never a good it's idea. It's bad. It's all. Even don't if listen it wasn't his idea. Don't listen to him. Just don't involve him. But yeah, it's part of this is, uh, <laughs> yeah, they use Tony Stark's, like, like, DNA for part of it, and they all immediately yep. are like, well, that's the problem. He's like, what the fuck did I do? You can't blame me. Only I can blame me for this. Um, but, like, uh, part of it is, like, uh, Sinister's in the room while they're trying to figure out how to dismantle this thing, and they're like, well, there is there is a way to do that, but it would be a literal, like, catastrophic, like, world-ending event. Like, if it blows up, it could take out, like, Massive portions of the globe, you know, and then sister is um, like, yeah, but I mean, I will generate, I'll regenerate. Yeah, it's I don't fine. give a shit about a genocide. Yeah, we should probably do this. Let's though. just do this genocide. So he tells the Quiet Council, and the Quiet Council knows of those potential risks and chooses to not tell the X Men when they send the X Men to go do this plan. So uh, mm. they they start to fucking kill the Celestial. Uh, Jean Grey finds out at the last minute that it's about to go fucking nuclear, and then. They find out that it was all in the Celestial's head. He's like, hey, that was just a taste of the fucking catastrophic meltdown that will be if any of you fuck with me again. Nice try. You've been judged poorly. You lose. You're, you're a bad. You're a bad person. Um, you are the weakest link. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just fucking wild. Um, 
And yeah, as they're they're trying to come up with like possible solutions, they they get themselves an Eternal that's also an Avenger, and it's Star Fox. Um, so that's that's gonna be messy. He's like, like kept in a in a cage. Yeah, yeah. In, as in as weird you should thrown, with <laughs> in a weird throne prison. Uh, as you should with all chaos buys. Just just put put them in a room where they can't hurt themselves or others. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah no it's so Here. fucking good this just continues to be just the, the i feel like usually with marvel events there's diminishing returns where like the first issue is really promising and then it's a bunch of just like dragging it out and then the ending is usually kind of lackluster this one is just like still all killer like the third issue i'm still just like fuck the stakes are higher again that's, yeah, it just yeah, keeps it's they just keep turning the volume up and up and up. Yeah, yeah, and then some of the crossover issues I was I think I read either this week or last week, like the X-Men have teamed up with the other deviants are like, we are oh, same. Let's fucking that, do this. That that was Emma's <laughs> idea. She reached yeah. out to the deviants. Yeah, it was great. Um and yeah, because Crow is great. I, love I just like how the X-Men are just like, oh, you're we're not like you. It's like, well, we just walked through your gates, so we're close enough, bro. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure <laughs> yeah, we're like that you. Was so good. <laughs> we're also persecuted exactly like you right now, so that makes us the same. Also, uh, we're fucking Shut comrade. the fuck up. Do and you want the help or not? <laughs> also, Crow is like, we're gonna just um dole the Eternals blades on our bodies. Dude, we've it was been great. doing that forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, just let us do what we're good at. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude, that, well, he was like, that was like my favorite little snippet of that. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. great. <laughs> was that in this issue? Or is that in another one? That was in Immortal X-Men that came out last week, I believe. Might have been this week, I don't remember. I don't, but yeah. uh, that was definitely in Immortal X-Men. Comics. And I distinctly remember, like, because the the uh, celestial is like picking certain people to be like, yeah. you are judged. Like he just like thumbs up, thumbs downing people, and he he judged the the diamond woman poorly. He judged like I want to say oh, Scott yeah. and so, right. like another one of the X Men. Like they're all negative, and then oh, no, pro, he's issue. like, you was- pass, you you this guy fucks, this guy. Ruled. It was this issue. Oh, was it? It just this issue was just fucking it's so it was just that packed. long <laughs> yeah it's only it's like a whole it's just one page but like yeah it was this issue just that much shit yeah, yeah just that much great. shit happens but yeah it's really he's, cool that was my favorite finding, part uh gillen is finding really organic ways to kind of have all the different sides fight each other yeah which sure. is always usually my problem with these kinds of events like that's why i think avengers for sex men is terrible the um, reason to fight is so slim yeah right. it, it's because it's like usually at the end like, of the day if you, just, if somebody had just stopped to actually discuss something that w- we would have all realized it was just like a silly misunderstanding and we should actually be <laughs> yeah. on the same side that's every yeah. like team up event is like first we got to fight and then we got to realize oh whoops we were we should be on the We're same actually side. on the same side. It's yeah. just cuz like yeah. personally I don't really care about heroes fighting heroes but this isn't that necessarily Not it's, really no. Yeah, it's way different and it's kind of u- I mean using Druig as the leader of the Eternals uh, like you know, propagating genocide is like by far the best, m- most interesting plot of any of these big events. That uh, so it- it's definitely a unique twist that doesn't it isn't forcing characters to be written out of character. Which well, is yeah, I think the the right. premise is the premise is built on the lore of X Men and Eternals. Like yeah, the the lore of the characters in general and the lore yeah. of the last like it's multiple years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Like the last two years of Eternals, the last two years of X-Men is all like pre-built to be this conflict. So that's yeah. pretty fucking cool. Yeah, like I said, it makes it a much more natural natural conflict. Yeah, and the fact the Avengers have been living in a celestial this whole time is like, yeah, also very convenient. <laughs> it's very spacious. Yeah. Good real estate. <laughs> is there group plumbing inside Celestials? Probably. I mean, not. there I'm is sure after after fucking T'Challa got a hold of it. There is. Yeah. There's someone <laughs> figured that shit out. Where are we gonna poop, bro? I don't know. Where I'll does figure. the poop go in the foot? Where does the poop go? I mean, is, is there? It's just That's like a fucking off. poop in that in that. It's a, yeah. That so that there's a septic poop. tank in the foot. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Where good thing they didn't blow it up go? then. Yeah. Good point. Or when he came to life, he's just like, ew, what? Why? It's just shaking or something squelching. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, building housing inside of a, of a giant monster. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got Minor Threats number one by Pat Oswalt, Jordan Blum, Scott Hepburn, and Ian Herring. I had a customer request this a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, wait, like the band? And he's like, no, it's not like the band. And I'm like, oh. This is my favorite book of the week as well. It's, it's yeah, this is not the, about straight edge hardcore. It's half the team of Hulu's Modoc. Uh, yeah, yeah, more really or less. Is, Which is unfortunate that because Modoc was pretty fun. I mean, it's written by Pat Oswalt, so that's not a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> love Pat Oswalt. It's open copyright version of Modoc. Yeah, it, it's it's on Dark Horse, so it's a lot of there's a lot of world building and creating like their own stable of of superheroes and villains to tell this story which i love i love their version of batman yeah the insomniac <laughs> and dusk kid yeah dusk so boy. this book feels like kind of like what if the boys wasn't terrible and light and like more lighthearted yeah what if, <laughs> A little what if bit, the boys yeah. wasn't about blowing up dicks what if the boys <laughs> yeah. had nothing to do with gratuitous violence it, well, it's, it's not, like well, it's like if it's weird. It's like if um, it's it's like a it's odd. Like now that the boys cross, it's like what if one of the villains? What if someone finally crossed the line and started killing like heroes and villains and shit? Like what what happens when they finally snap? Yeah, what happens like, when the from, like, when the grief, un- just unwritten rules are broken? Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway. so we we get a lot of world bu- world building in this issue because like we said, it, it it's like kind of setting up an entire stable of heroes and villains. So. It's a lot. We kind of follow around this kind of D-list group of like some retired, some semi-retired supervillains that like still keep in touch and hang out at this like this bar. Yeah, it's who like the are bar in Marvel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. It's like the bar with no name. Yeah. But uh, it's got a great name too. I'm gonna try to find it while I keep talking. So it's, someone's trying to hunt down all of them to get to this villain named Stickman, who killed. Uh, what was it? The was a Dusk boy. It's, it's like kid, yeah, it's, it's kid like Robin. Dusk. Kid Dusk. It's kid Dusk. It's basically Robin. Yeah. It's basically Robin. It, it's basically. Uh, what was that? It, it just, he this this villain, the Stickman, a death in the family. Uh, kid <laughs> Dusk. Also, the bar th- is called the Lower Layer. Thank you. There it is. I was looking for mm. it. Yeah, it's great, That's dude. <laughs> so, so this, all of these, all these superheroes are just getting completely harassed, or these supervillains are getting harassed by this group of superheroes trying to get to Stickman. 
Yeah, so, one comes in like had just fought their version of like Superman, and like the their bones are like all over the place, and the there's a surgeon supervillain who's like, I fought that guy tons of times. He he actually knows how to not hurt people. Like, what is happening? Yeah, he usually pulls his punches pretty yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah, this so, is yeah. him definitely not pulling punches. This is not good. Things yeah, have kind it's of called gone the continuum, off. Or continuum is like they're Avengers. It's fucking they got some great names in here. Yeah. Mm. And and the story kind of revolves around this girl, um, Playtime. Great fucking well, she's power set. She's yeah, she's yeah. basically but forged, toys. but like she can create any technology she wants. It's just somehow always in the form of toys. Which which makes for some adorable uh, little cutscenes. Yeah. Uh, and she was the sidekick to her mom, and they were like Toy a queen. super villain. Yeah, yeah, they were like yeah. a super villain yeah. team. Which is but the difference is cute. she had like she like her mom like built them, but she, uh, she has like actual like powers. Yeah, that was yeah. like the she, big. Difference. She has like innate ability to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So like we kind of we kind of follow her around, and she's getting out of jail and trying to go straight. And like the only work she can get is the bartender at the supervillain hangout. Yeah. Which yeah, like her mom, she like goes to her mom for help, and her, and her mom's like, I love this. "So like go rob a bank," and she's like, That's "She's like yeah. literally the opposite of yeah. what I'm trying to do." <laughs> she's like, "I need money." It's like, "Yeah, go rob a bank." It's like, "No, no, mom." It's, it's funny because that's usually sarcasm. Was like, "Well, then I guess you should go rob a bank," but like that's legit advice from a supervillain mom yeah she's like we don't fucking play by rules go go get your shit and she's like okay fine i'll 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 call so and so to get you a job at that bar (laughs) so basically the main plot now uh at at the end of this issue is all these these d-listers get together to try to hunt down and kill the stick man themselves so that they can just get everyone to fucking stop because they're getting fucking hassled yeah they can't even like she's trying to go straight and she's getting hassled yeah, uh, there's like a really heartbreaking scene where she goes to like try to like kid. reconnect with her kid, and mm-hmm. one of the heroes like snatches her up and then drops her, and like it tr- obviously traumatizes the kid. And the yeah. dad's like, "How about you go get your shit together and leave How about us you alone?" Go fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. like, well, I was trying to, but now I'm getting hassled by heroes mm-hmm. for no fucking reason. So I guess oh, I got to go do their dude. job for them. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and some of these heroes that they've injured, like one of them's just like Pigeon Pete. Um, they're just <laughs> which like, uh, I, that that's that's stealing, man. That's a that's a TMNT character, Pigeon Pete. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah that's right. I think that's <laughs> so. Pat Oswald, I'm calling you out. You stole Pigeon Pete. The TMNT. only thing I don't like, didn't like about this book was there's a mummy in like a in like a general's uniform, and we never learn his name because I love him and I need to uh, know. No, yeah, he was Night Pirate. No. Oh no, you're right. He's talking yeah. about somebody else. You're right. What is that dude's name? I mean, he's <laughs> obviously like GI Combat or whatever, or like GI Zombie. What was that? What was that guy's name? GI Zombie. He's got like he's got like the onk on his head. Oh, I love dude. Some like, of these characters are fucking great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's also GI Zombie from like the new Fifty Two or whatever. So yeah, mm. <laughs> it's just he's just one of those like he's just a mummy comic. and like I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think we're gonna get more. Oh no, he got his ass beat. Yeah, by, he, like, the he fake, like the fake yeah, flash. He gets fucking wrecked. Yeah, that's right. Damn. R.I.P. I love this cast of characters. He gets though. mummified. Yeah, there's some really good. There's like clearly like a like a um, what's that dude who's in sword? Who's like that asshole uh, telepath? Like the 
the mind mastermind? take mastermind. Yeah, like there's clearly a mastermind with his like dumbass yeah. shitty purple. Yeah, there's costume. like a rhino type guy or like a scorpion type guy. There's like a uh, like a night nurse character. Yeah, but like a villain for. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's Looks a cool great. it's a cool setup. It's fun, and it's yeah. like it's got that Pat Oswalt type humor. It's it's a fun book. I like it. All. I really and enjoy. I'm it. definitely immediately invested in the main character and her Absolutely. struggles. Like they did yeah, a good job with that. She's just trying to fucking make it and they're just hassling, man. And there's, hassling. there's a, th- there's a little bit of like real life in that. Like it is hard for an ex con to assimilate. Like, yeah. And then she's an ex con plus being a meta human on top. Of I thought, yes. Um, like the book is kind of like, you know, goofy and, and fun, but then you get to her, her husband and yeah. the, the kid that, you know, the husband won't let her see her own kid. And then a, a superhero comes down and, like, kind of takes her away. And she's like, no, not in front of my kid. And I was like, wow, this turned brutal real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, no, but I like that there's kind of, like, you know, lo- they're, they're going to hopefully delve a little bit more into um, Yeah, there's definitely higher stakes than... Then yeah. yeah, there's higher stakes than just the regular, like, I don't want to be hassled. It's like, oh, no, no, this is ruining my life. It it kind of this book kind of reminded me of um uh Hench Girl, which is a comic everyone oh, should yeah. read. Yeah, that would, that, that book uh, that book rules. Uh yeah, Hench Girl's like a lighter hearted version of this where it's just like working girl trying to get a paycheck, but also working for supervillains, not great. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda hard to unionize <laughs> when you work for supervillains. <laughs> okay. All right, so All right. it's top it's story time. time. It's mullet time. It's mullet time. always mullet time, okay? The, the best hair in DC Comics. If you say so. I mean, best hair because he doesn't have the best face. Yeah, he's got he's to make up for lack of face with hair. Yeah. I hate you. I'm leaving. I'm not talking about this anymore. <laughs> uh, Awful. The question puts on his new trench coat and just says L'Oreal on the back. He's sponsored. <laughs> Um, hey, we'll get to it, it later, but there's one particular issue that cracked me up because he's like trying to blend in, but like doesn't he like he I switches can't. into like a guard's uniform, but there's doesn't so many bother of- to take the face off. <laughs> also, he's no, he switches into a guard uniform that has a bullet hole in it. <laughs> so, and there's blood on it. <laughs> the uh, the question is a anyway, comic book character, yeah, created by Steve Ditko. Um, he was created by Steve Ditko because Steve Ditko had a character that was the, um, called Mr. A, who was essentially the uh, like embodiment of all of Ditko's Randian uh, thoughts. It was like the epitome of Ayn Rand's um, <laughs> objectivism. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he created the question. He created the question as a. Mr. A that could actually pass by the Comics Code Authority. Uh, and then okay. uh that's funny. And then Denny O'Neill having uh having taken over or he was an editor at DC and they're like, you know, you could write a book again and he's like, you could do whatever you want. And he's like, Well, I haven't written in a while. What is available? And it's like, oh well, we have have these two Charleston characters, the question and Miss and Captain Adam. And he's like, All right, well, I don't know anything about either of them. Uh, I'm gonna take the question, and but I'm not gonna make a like a 
right-wing conservative vigilante yeah. because that right. is an oxymoron. Um, right. Yeah, that's fucking stupid, Dick. We already so have 45 of those. So he <laughs> yeah. kills the question in the first issue and it, it rebirths him because that yeah. is the only thing you can do. It, Which is great. We're talking about a character that had six, he, I think I read an article where it was like, he read every question appearance before his run and it was like 64 pages of content. Like nothing. Wow. <laughs> so basically no content. Yeah. Wow. Dicko just created him because he needed to pass his shitty ideals through a comics code authority. <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious because uh, Rorschach, Rorschach, yeah. Rorschach is a parody of yes. the question. But, I like how they talk about that. Oh yeah, this. that's the, that makes an appearance in this run because it was, a, was they were so, happening at the exact same time, which is fucking yeah, hilarious. But before, like, <laughs> yeah, before Danny got to revitalize the character, Moore lampooned the character completely in Watchmen, which is yeah. hilarious. Uh, well, actually, he lamp he it's a it's a lampooning of both, uh, Mister yeah. A. Yeah, it's like a combination the of the two. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's funny and. Uh, and, and it's just really funny that, like, Denny's version of the question is actually a good version of the question and happening at the same time as the evil version, which is Rorschach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's way more of content of the question being, like, an actual good superhero Well, uh, yeah, when Denny's writing it. Because he's Denny's grounded on something. He's grounded on a... a, a good character in, this uh this kind of run that we're going to talk about is kind of that's actually kind of like one of the arcs is him coming to terms with yeah he's trying to yeah. figure out what the fuck he is yeah but yeah. also you can tell because his city is as shitty as it used to be dude fucking hub his, city man he might change but his city does not <laughs> this yeah. is like every plot line in a in a city drama where everything just goes wrong corruption scandal crime it's just it's all bad it definitely <laughs> hits different to read this now in oh yeah for sure current, well, you know, current yeah. year I, i've been reading like a lot of stuff recently it's you read this this is 86 87 it's like oh we're we're still talking about this yeah. cool well cool. i mean to be fair uh <laughs> how much has how, how much did reagan ruin for everyone permanently well, that's my point. It's like this. I've been like, it's almost over. Like Deadly Class is kind of like catching up, and it's like it's very similar. It's like, oh, nothing's changed. There are. Yeah. We think it has, but it hasn't. I I'm curious. I know I've gotten this on this tangent. I hope that the audience isn't completely lost. Um, but uh, I I'm curious to know how many comics from around the same time are especially like published under DC and Marvel that are as brazen as this is. I have oh, to say there can't be many. None. Almost can't be none. Many. Yeah. Cause even <laughs> by today's standard, I was reading some of these comics. I'm like, Holy fuck. I can't I believe mean, this isn't a comic. Watchmen right is now. a contemporary. And shortly after this, yeah, you yeah. get, you get the British wave. It's like the British invasion where you get like <sighs> Sandman and doom patrol and animal man and all these other things. fucking went for it. Yeah, he, he fucking shot he, his he shot and went for it. hit it. Like, he, yeah. Dude <laughs> fucking went off. And I can't believe, yeah, like, this uh, hasn't been in print and for forever. And, like, I can't believe that this isn't a staple reading. Like, it, it really should be. It's really people, good. Yeah, people need to check 
this book. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much. uh, Well, especially because like I had never read any of the question prior to um uh what's her face Uh, Renee Montoya being questioned because it's just like yeah fucking lesbian uh Hispanics uh fucking question is one that is definitely not gonna be a right wing conservative asshole. So I'm gonna read that. It's probably gonna be great. Um, but like I didn't really know much about this run, so I just kind of assumed this was the run that uh that Alan Moore was satirizing um to some degree like i knew it was obviously ditko but i sure, thought this sure, played sure into wasn't. it too. sure fucking wasn't there there's way more in common with alan moore than he'd like to admit <laughs> i i like that we i like that we jumped on this one right after our animal man series because it, it it feels like the same story right it's like you get this this who would become a legendary writer getting getting to do a book on dc and like kind of picking this older character that no one knows about out of a hat and just hitting a homer right off yeah, the bat. And completely Every, just yeah, just taking that character and making and just, it just like you say, he in the first issue we get introduced to this the question, you know, his Charles Victor says, aka Vic Sage, and then he just fucking kills him. He gets he's gone, gets amnesia, comes back, and it's like, okay, let's start over. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> <laughs> Like they sent him away for a year to go train with a guy at a fucking forest so he can learn how to fight. Like this is like the craziest I, shit. I, I like that awesome. moment where it, it it's at first thought of as a dream, but then it, it also may have actually happened with Batman just going like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think like, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's Batman being like, "No, you got to be in it. You got to be in it a hundred percent, or you can't yeah. fucking do this because you can't mm-hmm. half-ass this. You're gonna fucking yeah. die. Oh, did you die? Yeah. Oh I yeah. You at, just le- died. at least take like a <laughs> self-defense class or something. Yeah, and then <laughs> I love how the impetus for him to get trained is Lady Shiva runs into him. Lady and I'm like, Sh- oh. no, Lady Shiva murdered him and then revived right, then, him and, and then, then sent him to, to get sent trained. Him to go get trained, which is fucking yeah. incredible. That, that's yeah, something yeah, she yeah, does yeah. a lot. She did that to cast too. They had a battle to the death. <laughs> It's just so aw- like it's such an awesome character to throw in there. I'm like, oh, like what, he's what, not gonna what a beat good her. Flex. Oh, he didn't beat her. <laughs> well, yeah, what a good flex to just kill people and then bring them back to be yep. better at fighting you later. And then like, there, and, good I, lord, I, I love it's that awesome. it's like, uh, I love that she's a great healer too because it's like you, right. you have to know uh, both sides of it: how to murder people mm-hmm. like effortlessly and how to heal them. Yeah. Yeah. Also, so, his so great. his like version of stick is like a dude in a wheelchair, and so, yeah, Richard. He shows up and he's like, "You're a cripple," and he's like, "Oh, you noticed?" Like, there's a lot of really good I, sarcasm in this. I, there's a lot because he's read. like, he's like, "What's for dinner?" It's like, "Oh, beets." Is there anything else? It's like, "Yeah, there's a store down the road. It's about fifty miles." All right. Yep. Guess we're having beets. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's like not taking any of his shit. I love it. I've got to read the Lemire miniseries again because I. Oh, shit, should have read one. this first yeah uh, because i remember it didn't reading make it. any sense to me <laughs> because uh robert shows up in that book oh okay cool and richard, i was like right? ri- oh, sorry. richard because yeah. he's only in like dragon oh. that he's in that one issue and that's it they talk about him but like that's he does that's come back i read i read yeah. the lemire run and was confused and that's probably why because i have not read this i don't know how uh, are we we're just we're, we're talking i think we should just like talk about things it's hard to go through issue by issue we could talk about some of the characters in here but like there's some through plots and stuff but like i love the way the book first is issue dense. i love the way the first issue is set up though where it's like you kind of learn that he's gonna die at the end of the issue 
yeah. and it tells you that. And then, and, he then just, he, and then he does. I was like, oh, fuck. Right, I yeah, was really yeah. expecting that to be subverted, but nope, there he goes. I, I was like, oh, this is a different character. I'm like, oh, no, this is definitely the main character. Oh, he's dead. Okay, cool. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then and, issue two, they're like, no, he's not. But also the first issue, he it, it pretty much kind of like sets the tone for just the whole run where he goes into a house, beats people up, demands mm-hmm. a tape, uh, is... As he's beating people up, the radio is playing, and it's his news channel saying he's about to go on, and then he drives, goes on the radio, or goes on the news, and reports the crime and plays the video he just uh, got from beating people up, and it, it, it's blackmail about the mayor, or yeah. like about the, like all the, the corruption in the political system of Hub City, and it's like, I mean, yeah, yep, that, that's... That's it. That's I. I love this balance of him being this really famous journalist and reporter, mm-hmm. and him really needing to just know what's going on and having seemingly a genuine desire to uncover dastardly deeds and he, like do the right thing. But then he just has the ability to become the question and be like, "All right, I'm gonna go punch someone in the face until I get what I need to uncover." Yeah, I'm this gonna story. I'm gonna do the illegal shit to, to then awesome. yeah. He's he then do the legit I, shit. <laughs> yeah. I also like how he just threw the tape on live without pre-screening it. You know he, he didn't doing, watch yeah, yeah. it was on that tape. He gets in trouble for that shit constantly. Constantly, yeah. His fucking um, producer's like, what the fuck, bro? He's like, yeah, deal with it. Like, he didn't, he didn't know it was on that tape. It could have been anything. Yeah, it's, it's fucking great. Denny I love makes, that he does that shit. Denny makes him a really interesting character in that his motivation for being a hero is all like all just curiosity they they use that word curiosity yeah he needs to know what's happening he's an orphan he doesn't really know his real name he doesn't know who his parents were and he isn't really interested in like beating like in being a hero for like you know like helping people as much as it's just like he needs he needs answers and he uh like can't stand like bullies like you can't stand yeah. like bad people like that yeah so yeah like they talk like the way they tie some of those things together like specifically like his past like the one storyline with like the the young guy who's like the kind of like the weak runt of this crime family that gets his ass beat by his yes. dad all the time and then they have this through line with him trying to like prove himself and just like there's like a line where the, he just talks about it's like no, I didn't know who my parents were. Maybe that's better. Maybe it's, you know, or maybe it's better mm. than um, knowing and having your father be like a real piece of shit. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. nah, it's not better. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that, just, just, like, just kidding. Th- this that is kid. after the kid poured acid on his mm-hmm. face to prove he was tough and then like went to this other, went to this house that this guy was trying to kill and ended up just shooting his own father to prove that he was tough to him. It's fucking brutal (laughs) yeah i think those i think that's what i think sets this book apart the you have the question i wouldn't say let's let's just say the campiness of like the suit and like the process of him transforming because they always talk about it every time like i think i brought this up to rj like every time he's about to leave his house his like cue is like 
Oh, I see you've got the special suit on. Are you going out as the question? Yeah, motherfucker. Like, what did you think Obvious. I was going to do? <laughs> I, like, I, I love this relationship he has with, with Tot, his, like, his Q character. Aristotle. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. And it's just like, he's just like, you're, he's this brilliant man. It's like, no shit. I think. Um, I just uh, thought it was cool. It's just really I just, campy. I also really love the campiness of the, like, he puts on, like, the, the stuff over his face. And then he presses the, his belt buckle the that button, releases and it comes the gas. Out of it. Yeah. And the, the gas comes out of the belt buckle, changes the color of his suit like one shade off. It was a blue suit already, and it changes yeah. to a different blue. It, which it changes his hair, though. A little bit. Like, it was, he went from bit, blonde yeah. to, like, strawberry blonde. But it also, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it, like, uh, seals the, the, the face, the, the mask, mask over yeah. his face. Yeah. Like, so it's, like, impossible to take off without, like... I just it, like the it, art like, and the whole process of it, because it really sets a Very tone, campy and very cool. And it's great. <laughs> but then, like, that's standing directly next to this, almost all of them, these brutal stories that he's investigating. Almost all of these are fucking, like, they are just downright brutal stories that well, are especially happening for, in like, City. 1986, there's... I, I mean, I haven't finished this omnibus yet, but, like, no metahuman shit at all. It is just hard-boiled crime, corruption. Yeah. Which is Like, great. there might be some later, but for as far as I've seen, it's just Other than dudes. Shiva. I, I mean, mean, yeah. I don't know uh, if even she's that. metahuman as much as she can just fucking heal you by punching you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, no, um, she's just... But for the most part, it's hot, he's investigating just hard, like you said, just regular the real world type crime. Being as fucked up as it can possibly be, like the yeah. fu- the most fucked up shit imaginable, and it's just a campy Dick Tracy guy going in to do the job. Like, yeah, I, it's it's a great. great it's a great balance because it's it's just very interesting. I like it's really good. It was it's like if like Batman had a data personality and was like doing shit more with like less like crazy supervillain shit it's fucking great I, yeah I, it's all I the did, detective and none of the like superhero like it's like, yeah. all in it it's fucking I great. did keep thinking about Dick Tracy first <laughs> just because there's a no face character in Dick Tracy <laughs> but mm. it's it's kind of like the opposite of Dick Tracy because in Dick Tracy you have this like regular hard boiled detective in a world full of cartoon villains yeah. yeah. And in it's, this, you this have this, yeah, you have this like almost cartoonish um, hero detective. Hero Absolutely. detective in a world full of just like corruption and, and just, and just like people, very just, like, real stories. Fed up with it. Like the one is like he's tracking these heinous crimes, which effectively are. S- a, someone who's a doctor who's been fed up with all these people who are just taking advantage and are doling out crimes, uh, dr- doling out punishment based on the severity of their crime, like taking pounds of flesh from people and shit, like boiling people alive based on what they did. Like, and like, like the yeah, these are, yeah, these are just like real world people that have like hit their limit or they're embroiled in crime and just like he's investigating all of this shit. And it's just like, some heartbreaking stories and through lines that are coming through with these characters. Yeah, and like the the priest, like there was like there's a a big plot that like this through line is like the mayor being a horrible fucking drunk piece of shit and him just being the like so, the puppet for a bunch of different evil people until somebody good steps in. And the first puppet that we meet 
is this like preacher who oh, yeah. learned yeah. that like in his own warped fucking sensibility, he realized that like God is real, but in order to get God to save us, he's going to worship the devil and like cause enough havoc and suffering that God has to save us. Well, he also, well, they, they reveal his thing. Basically he has this revelation when he's in Vietnam and you think he finds oh my it. God, and he's the flashback. The turn. Yeah. And he, you think he's found God in a way that is like, Oh, through healing to he's helped heal. And eventually you realize that he took every level of joy and just murdering people in Vietnam. And that's yeah, how essentially- he found God. He essentially yeah. cracked Jesus and Christ. like yeah, yeah. he just, lost his fucking mind and then used that as an impetus to be like, yeah. I have to create so much pain and suffering that yeah. God has no choice but to come back and help us. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, what the fuck? And that's the so, guy that's like controlling the mayor. So they're doing all this like fuck like he's gonna like blow up a bus full of fucking kids just to blame it on like some mm. black radicals and like yeah. question has to thwart it to like yeah. Oh my god. Like there's so much shit like that that's just fucked up and insane. And then we could also like, we can talk about Myra. Yeah, um, that's where really yeah, that's where we yeah. get a so, lot of Myra. In the first issue, the question has a love interest, which is a girl named Myra who works at the news station. And um when he dies, uh yeah, he's he, gone for like a year, right? Yeah, he goes away yeah. to train with Dragon. And um, <laughs> he uh, comes back, and Myra is now married to the mayor, who is a who is just. I think they reference him specifically talking about trying to drink all of the liquor supply on yeah. the west, on the east. I don't coast know. Or whatever. <laughs> he he slowly throughout all of the run becomes more and more like on hit un, like just a dr- like really. Bad. Every single right now we've, time we've met him, he's just drinking and quoting Teddy Roosevelt. That's yeah, every single time they <laughs> right. show him, it's just him calling, blaming commies mm-hmm. and quoting Teddy Roosevelt poorly. Yeah. Blaming it's communists just like, and yeah, and yep. mm-hmm. yeah. But also, he gets more and more sick and more and more drunk, like just excessively. Oh, no one stops yeah. him. He is yeah, just because he's a perfect no one... puppet. He's a perfect like, right, political right. puppet for whoever wants to step in and but, control shit. But Myra ends up married to him, and, like, so when the question, like, goes into his house to stop the the priest who is using him, he sees Myra, and it's like, it's like, what happened? It's like, oh, I was forced to marry him, otherwise they were gonna murder my daughter, who is mentally Intellectually disabled. Yeah. yeah. And in an orphanage. (laughs) Because she wasn't able to take care of her it's like, at the time. What's the what's the fuck is all of yes. this? Yeah, <laughs> Denny, Denny yeah. I remember O'Neil getting pretty just... derailed by that. Like, wait, what? And and Hold it on. becomes a on. And this is like one of the main plots of the of the run. Is she is Myra ends up Myra's like my favorite character in the run. She ends up as this like she feels like this like you know kind of just the love interest that's going to get sidelined eventually by the superhero and like Mm -hmm. but she becomes she ends up uh trying to actually use the fact that she's married to the mayor to fix the corruption in the town and and actually help people yeah and she ends up running for mayor herself after his uh term is up and her fighting against the the city and like trying to do like 
gets the city to any way half halfway decent is a really interesting story that uh is really actually like given its own depth and Denny O'Neill yeah. like really uh fleshes it out and it it becomes a huge point uh eventually in the run. Um, yeah, like she starts she definitely starts out as like oh that's the love interest side girl character we're not going to see much of her and then you you keep seeing her pop up and she keeps like being well, obviously the only voice of reason in like the mayor like yeah. you know the entire circle of people around the mayor and then she starts to run herself and like her her impetus to start running for mayor is like that bridge collapsing and like killing nine people and like injuring 20 more and and she's uh, like yeah no this was preventable if anybody had been paying attention or doing their fucking job this would have like we could have known this was happening like well also one of her big character turns is the the priest character that you had mentioned tries to murder tries to sacrifice her daughter and the question um you know for all as morally gray as vic is he won't kill people um so he can't especially kids he can't abide by kids being hurt either he's got a thing with kids he always says but, that but he won't murder the priest as the priest is trying to sacrifice yeah. even um, though yeah. the priest definitely deserves it he's like nah i don't want to be like him i yeah I'm he's trying choosing to, to not yeah yeah, and, yeah. And sometimes he accidentally caught like because like then that house ends up burning and i think they end up dying and that still weighs on him even though it, he didn't do it no myra he feel- myra stabs him that was my whole setup Oh, what house burns down? I thought that house burned no, down. No, I mean, that the mayor's mansion does burn down, and, like, the the government <laughs> shuts down because of it. That's what it is. And that's what he's guilty about. set up. But, yes, also, RJ was building to the fact that Myra, uh, Myra fucking murders his ass. Like, yeah, uh, that, like, that's like, it's like, like, I'm not gonna do it, and she's like, well, I will, and then just, like, puts a fucking like knife That's, like, the beginning her. of her character arc. Like, that's, like, the beginning yeah. of her journey is, like, killing that dude. It's so satisfying. Yeah, it it is very satisfying, but then you definitely see her grappling with it later, where she's, like, definitely trying to parse out while, like, talking to herself. There's, like, this whole issue where she's talking to herself and and talking through her guilt. She's like, well, I shouldn't feel guilty. I was mad with with rage. I was was insane. And and then Mm. her self-talking to herself is like, just like he was, right? Because he was fucking insane. So, like, what makes you any different? (laughs) <laughs> but yeah also very satisfying fully stan her stabbing that dude in the fucking gut it was awesome. <laughs> yeah because we're led to believe she's effectively being held captive yeah right so like, oh no she is absolutely yeah, Annie, Annie and he was about that. to murder her daughter so like yeah no fuck that and then he yeah and she pretty much gets away with it because the house burns down <laughs> I thought so, that yes. was going to be the end of that arc with her but she stays in that marriage yeah Um, yeah because she's she makes a point to say she um to to honor her vows whether she meant them or not so she she does have some kind of code that she wants to live her life by i think part of it yeah she's she's one of the most interesting characters in the book there is a a really good is because that like when she first meets up with vic and he finds out that she's married to the mayor that's when she says, like, no, I'm not, I, like, as much as I want to bang it out right now, um, I can't, because oh, yeah. I did, I did make vows, despite not believing in them, I, I did make them, 
Um, and, and then, then right before she runs, right? Yeah, she, right before yeah, she yeah. runs for mayor, they like she meets up with him in like a seedy motel, and she's like made up like a working girl. And he's like, she's like, what? yo, give me that, give me that fucking D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> like, he's like what's the that. deal with the seedy motel and all of the makeup that you're wearing? She's like, well, uh, number one, I didn't want to run into anyone I know. Number two, I wanted to be as sexy as possible because uh, this is all you're gonna get. Because uh, yeah, I gotta, are, I gotta play it straight and narrow from here on out. You are getting up on this, whether you like it or fucking not. <laughs> and he does. He does like it. It is, uh... Yeah, which leads out. to, like, the issue with that creepy fucking assassin dude. Like, the... the, the... Oh, the ice cream guy? Oh, my God. The cake. So... Oh, the baby. The, the baby? Ba- yeah, big baby. Yeah. Oh, God. She was so fucking creepy. Yeah, it's like a weird fucking, like, like... Uh, hitman who's just a giant baby who keeps asking people if they got any ice cream or soda pop or popcorn or candy and and then murdering them. murdering people yeah murdering, murdering them, yeah. them and then taking their candy because <laughs> I think he's I, I, I saw, like that someone <clears throat> saw them yeah we brought that guy back from the first issue too he was the he was the baby BB gun guy oh yeah oh yeah 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 who like he kills people him, with yeah. like a real high powered air rifle that shoots like a bb hmm. shit's yeah. creepy didn't like it um yeah that might be like that and there's one other issue that might be like the closest thing to like quote unquote like meta humans there's that one where uh this fucking psychopath uh kidnaps his his best friend uh fucking aristotle and uh, it literally has like yeah yeah literally goes to santa prisca build a um large haldron collider like he builds mm-hmm. like a cern unit to do real fucking alchemy because he's a unrepentant oh, like you said real fucking... alchemy which is hilarious well yeah i mean that that's <laughs> he talks about thing, what right? alchemy actually is which is really the transformation of this human soul and mind yeah. not actually like if, turning if, lead into gold well if you turn if, if a person watches lead get turned into gold it's supposed to like says. purify their soul right and that's like the whole yeah, the, the this, myth yeah. yeah the myth of alchemy so he's trying to do it for real with like actual science, and he brought Aristotle to like check up on his science. Aristotle because he's like, he, real smart. That's well, yeah, he's, he's, a, his, he's a genius at everything. Him um, and his old partner basically yeah. were like ninety percent of the way there. Yeah, and Back which is the like the the psychopath's dad is like his old partner from we just college. treats him like complete garbage. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. he like actually tortures him for fun, and he's like, "See, I'm a giant piece of shit. I'm the biggest piece of shit that's ever lived, and I don't want to be anymore." And like, then like the alchemy actually works, and he like turns into like like it's a like, like an angel. Like he like starts like healing people and like trying to save them and and like do good deeds. Fucking. Sounds like, did it work or did he just want, did, did it actually work or did he just want to change? Also, Aristotle like becomes like lobotomized. Catatonic. Yeah. Yeah. He's he catatonic sees, for like months. Because he watches the transformation. Yep. Yeah. And it like, yeah. The like, art just, is crazy in that scene. Yeah. 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 Because he literally like, like turns into like a glowing God, like a biblical yeah. angel. Like, uh, I like that. I like that Aristotle goes like comatose for a while and then comes to with like a long beard and long hair and then yep. just keeps it i love it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm like he just dude, keeps that look. same i mean vic yeah, grows he- a giant mullet just keeps it mm-hmm. 
in solidarity, yeah. obviously. It's great. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, no, a solidarity moment. Because like Aristotle had like a crew cut crew cut and like clean shaven, and then he comes he wakes up from like his fugue state and is just like, nah, this this rips. I'm gonna I'm just gonna yeah. look like this from now this on. This is me weird. now. <laughs> yeah, that fucking and then the, the 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 greatest mullet ever was born. A lot of lot of bold hair choices in this in this comic. Yeah, yeah a lot it's of nineteen eighty six, of choices. course. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> fair. Dennis Cohen's art is so good. The uh, the gas scenes of him sealing the mask on. Yeah, they're cool. Of like all the gas around. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. it always seems to encircle him in a vague question yeah. mark shape. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah, looks great. so fucking cool every time. I'm like, yeah, no, put it in every issue. It fucking also, it, whenever, it hits every time. Whenever I never anyone, told of this. Whenever anyone asks him who he is, he has a like a, a card that will flare up and a question mark will appear or or someone's like who the fuck are you and he's like good question and it's like it's so love good love that uh, but that, every, that joke never gets every, old. Time. There, every time there's a moment <laughs> where he says that one time where he's like but i'm trying to work on the good part exactly or like, yeah uh, yeah he makes it a quip like every time yeah 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 he's such a snarky little shit and i love it yeah yeah, yeah. I, I love no, that <laughs> all the times where he's like uh, someone's like, "What happened to your face?" There's like, "Yeah, so finally somebody noticed." Like, it's just yeah, it's like, like oh, hey, you've got ass. eyes. I went a little overboard <laughs> with the acne medicine. Also, yeah. like, not enough people are like, "Bro, what the fuck is up with your face?" And like freaking <laughs> out, they're like, "He's just like, oh yeah, acne medicine." And they're like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, because they're like, in, dude, that bro, that dude has no face because they're in DC, uh, man. Yeah, he does. Like, oh my, it was my grandma's lie soap. She was. <laughs> What? Yeah, my grandma's lie, lie soap. She went overboard with it. I'm like, really glad the, she didn't time, wash out my mouth. Yeah, half the time he uses it as a disguise, and I'm like, bro has no face. That's not a disguise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that the, was like the one I was mentioning earlier, where he like kills the guard, switches into the guard's clothes, and then doesn't take the face yeah, off. He just so puts good. like a bloody rag over his own face to pretend like he's like injured or something. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just take off. No one knows you're in Santa when, Prisca. Just take off the mask. What when the I fuck was, are you doing? When I was younger... <laughs> so uh, absurd. I like love it, I, though. When I was younger and had read, like, probably nothing with the question in it, and probably didn't even know him... I think, like, a lot of people n- know him through, like, Justice League Unlimited, because it's, like, his... Hell yeah, I was about yeah, to mention that. It's yeah, fucking his, great. His episodes are, like, some of the most popular. Um, the fucking best. And I never, I never and, understood why I didn't have a face, and I was and totally fine with it. And he's voiced by Jeffrey Combs, <laughs> which is the best. Um, anyway, <gasps> I didn't know that, but that makes so much sense. But like when I uh, a lot of shit just clicked for me <laughs> when I uh, when I didn't know anything about him, but I had like you know you, you obviously see him around. Um, I don't, I don't think I knew that the face was just a mask. Like, yeah, I yeah. thought he didn't have like, a face. Same when you when I didn't you know that. when you are dealing with you know Superman and and like whatever it's like a person yeah. that doesn't like, have yeah, a face guy doesn't just, have face he fell into a bad of blood acid and, on his face. yeah yeah <laughs> or he's the no he's the no face guy right from, yeah he's it, it's something creepy and he's or he's not human yeah they definitely like, don't explain yeah. it at all in justice league unlimited and that was 100 percent my first introduction to the character and i also like yeah, that but, it yeah. was former technology to uh, seal wounds yeah and it, it it is like a like a flesh. They just like science this bitch up, and then yeah. like that was the answer. It's like science, bitch, get over it, and then just boom. It is such a cool look. It's great. I love it, like his blue <clears throat> trench coat 
just yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a good, it's a whole vibe. It is it's great. Yeah, I it's really orange love it. shirt, blue tie, blue trench coat is a is a fun yeah. vibe. It's, it's a, a fun vibe. balance between just going, yeah, he has no face, get over it, and then like trying to over explain it because there are, mm. there are points where I'm just like, this is this is too complicated than it needs to be, but like somehow it works. Like like the belt buckle opening up and then the mask being like wadded up in a ball. It's like we don't we don't need that much. I just right? love like, how I love how they make a point to show it every time. Yeah. His uh his outfit <laughs> every time. His I outfit evolves too, because eventually during it the does. run it's a baseball cap and like a like a He's got like a bomber jacket. Yeah. It's fucking badass. I yeah, like the I lo- trench coat look more, but that's just probably because I'm that, that that's just my style. Yeah, I like the bomber jacket more because that's more my style. That's yeah. I'm all about the fucking alpha flight jacket. But there's lots of like the the uh the way Cohen draws action scenes, it's so good because they feel really uh weighty. Like there's so many scenes of him going in and fighting uh, multiple opponents where he'll take off his jacket and you and like slinging around his arm to like catch people's fists or something. And it it's really yeah. cool. Like the the way it's definitely Cohen- it's definitely more like, you know, you read a Batman comic and you're like, yeah, sure, Batman just fought those nine guys and doesn't have a scratch he, he on him knows because every he's fucking Batman. Martial arts but, style. Yeah, yeah it's so, and you can just kind of like, yes, and your way through Batman, just like, yeah, of course the goons aren't going to hurt him. They're goons. Whereas this is like, oh no, goons can actually do real damage. Here's how he would actually fight three people he, that would he actually does. And sometimes he just him. gets his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. And that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does get mystery <laughs> martial arts from dragon but only to a certain degree so only to, it's only like, to a certain point like he can yeah. he, he can be outnumbered yeah like, a, and he does kind of frequently well uh yeah. there's a recurring bad guy kathy who is this huge tank of a man um who kathy like like the kathy like the comic strip kathy it's ack, 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 like that kathy c-a-t-h-y okay so yeah i think it's spelled the same it's like you this just about. gigantic <laughs> tank of a man that is well, one yeah, of his like, recurring bad guys. And, uh, and they kind of... Sh- oh, yeah. there, there's So after this run, it's 36 issues and some annuals and uh, Detective and Green Arrow crossovers. Um, but there's a five-issue follow-up called Question Quarterly, which are like uh, double-sized uh, special issues that O'Neill and Cohen teamed up again in the 90s to write that kind of continue oh, cool. the story. And um, one of them is this action star comes and they're filming a movie in Hub City and the question is like around and Kathy hears that the question is back in Hub City and goes purposely to the movie set to beat the shit out of them. And then they <laughs> end up so filming cool. it and putting it into the film. Is it the movie awesome. with Randy Violent? Because yes. that keeps being the oh, character that's great, popping up in the background. So good. It, it is I Randy Violent. That. Yeah, you get to you awesome. get to uh, meet Randy Violent. Yeah, he's that just like, like, like uh, insert uh, actor name here. Like, you yeah, it feels like, like his homage to Mr. A, like the OG question, Mr. A, because like it's all these over-the-top like John Wayne type movies all the titles are and he's like just that. constantly then, quoting yeah. ayn rand and no, I'm just yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i just i really like and like some of, well we got to the last these i know we did like through 15 and like 
I think everyone collectively, when we got to these last two issues, were just like, "Holy what? fuck, man!" If we want to talk about the the last few issues, I don't even think yeah. we can talk about the last issue in any so, kind like, of real. I really like my favorite. <laughs> I think was like was the fourteen. Was basically he was in, he's investigating like these murders of um, recruiting officers for the military, and he runs into this basically this elite group of like ex-military people that they've like trained to fight and they've like tried to basically embarrass the military by like going to this demonstration and just like killing a bunch of them well um, they, and then they, the, they're like the the ultra jingoists right they're like yeah, exactly they're yeah. like brains are completely fucking broken by like the the military time that they've that they've done and and they're like mad at how like wussified it is now and this is 1986 so it's like yep still it's, it's pretty fucking yeah, macho they're, they're this like, is, so this is aggressive yeah they've yeah. like think felt like americanism is like getting diluted yeah yeah and the question like pops in and like holds his own against these guys so they're like okay maybe you're worthy so yep they kind of they beat the shit out of them basically because there's five of them and they're like elite level fucking combat specialists so the question wakes up in a hole and just he's buried up to his neck he's buried yeah. up to his neck and basically they're like look um yeah we're gonna see what you're made out of you're gonna stay in this hole until you know basically like this, it makes a deal the like, same amount of time in, and, and then we're gonna kill you yeah. we just want and he's like why would i fucking do it like there's no incentive here like no matter what i do you're gonna kill me it's like, okay it's like all right if you stay in the hole longer than I did, and this is like the leader, if you stay long in the hole longer than I did, we'll let you go. And he writes the number on the tree stump behind him. And this whole issue is basically him in this hole, talking to these crew, and just him effectively losing his mind. And like the one scene is like him thinking about Myra and just like people like taking advantage of her and just like it like fucking, it like breaks his brain and like the mask falls off. Mm. And it's just really well done. Like the the art is is amazing because it's like showing her as like a being like a as a dancer, and then like slowly like all the men are like, yeah, shake it, take it off, and it's just like slowly taking more and more clothing off. And he's like, these motherfuckers, <laughs> like just <sighs> taking it. And he's he's just like getting more and more pissed off. So he's as he's slowly losing his mind, talking to like a scorpion and shit. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then all the people he's talking to, they're like talking about what they went through and like they were all screaming and just like this PTSD, this mental trauma and they're all trying to fuck with him. And somehow he's like holding on through all of this because he always he manages has this, to like, hold out slightly longer than the he guy. He has like this meditation technique that he does throughout the book and mm -hmm. he's just like slowly doing that. That he learned yeah, from but the like, dragon. Yeah, but then like him going through this basically like as they're talking it breaks the whole group of and like effectively proves that they had no honor and just breaks the whole fucking group. Yep. Except for this one guy lets him So like the main guy was like, "Yeah, we're just going to he just like he confronts him. The question's like, "Look, these guys were going to fucking kill me. They talked whatever. Is there no honor? You said you were going to let me go." And the guy was like, "Yeah, you're right. We weren't." And it just blows his fucking head off. And it's just like, "All right, yeah, blows Luckily, his one own of the guys head helped off. Him. Like he commits yeah, he blows suicide. His, he killed. He kills himself. You're like, yeah, you're right. We're all full of shit, basically. I'm like, wow, shit. Yeah, this issue yeah. was fucking brutal, and it's just like this really showed a lot. I think of what Denny O'Neill was trying to say. You know what this issue shit. reminded me of? 
this issue specifically, I think, is a huge influence to the issue of Doom Patrol. Uh, that's like the flashback of Mr. Nobody's introduction, like uh, his origin yeah. story, because mm-hmm. he's like military dude, MK Ultra, and they yeah. put him in the white room until he loses his fucking mind and just like yeah. transcends dimensions and shit. But like same principle, but more grounded, like where it's just like I have I have completely lost touch with reality because of the trauma, like the trauma has just only- completely detached. And there's this only one guy is like this whole time, like all you do is preach honor, preach honor. And like, was that basically all a lie? like the only one is like, no, we're not going to kill this motherfucker because we said we weren't going to if he did this. Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> all you, and that guy all you guys are just up, fucking looking for bloodlust and stuff. He ends up dying anyway, saving him, basically. Yeah, he, he gets it's gut crazy. shot and he's like, I'm going to dig as much of you out of this hole as I can before I die so because die, I said I yeah. would. Yeah. It's just like, crazy. Fuck, man. And then like then because rj was talking about some, like he's like oh fuck this issue and i'm like oh i read that one i'm like okay cool and then the next one started i'm like oh fuck no. yeah oh, my <laughs> issue God. 15 issue 15 is a this hard is the best place to stop this book it's insane it's uh basically there's a series of uh seemingly unrelated lynchings of black men happening unrelated. in hub city yeah 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 quote unquote unrelated we get, we get we get and the most this... unhinged version of uh, Bullock from Batman we've ever seen. Oh my seen. god, the the <laughs> most the most racist uh, PI to ever exist. Dude, I think his name is like McVeigh too, isn't it? Uh, uh, McCarthy. No, McCarthy. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking, of course it is. His name is fucking McCarthy. Yeah. So this, this uh, and, yeah. and he's McCarthy PI, comes yeah. in from out of town to deal to like investigate these serial lynchings, yeah. and Vic has to team up with him. Oh yeah. Yeah, and immediately fucking, he is like the guy is just doing like the, the most the racist most, piece of shit. The most racist, offensive, quote unquote, jokes that a person could yeah, possibly do. Yeah, he's doing these awful bits that are and like just... two and two like like some of the black cops that he's working with. Like some of those, like they are. I can't believe this isn't a fucking comic. Like, I I can't crazy. believe yeah. they put whole ass slurs in this book. Like, yeah, these like, aren't they are not blurred out at yeah, all. Also, There's content no, warning. No. If you yeah, if yeah, not ready yeah. to deal with slurs. Uh, there's every panel has slurs, and it's it's basically uh, everyone every around panel, this guy. There's a fair just every time this guy it's, talks, basically. Yes. Yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah. everyone around this guy trying not to fucking murder him. Like the like well, the, the black one cop, cop is like, like he gets held back and, a few times, but he makes he he gets a couple in. Yeah. And basically, like the du- the dude whoops his ass and like knocks him out, and he's like, "Hey, Vic, why did, why didn't you have my back?" And he's like, well, uh, he was doing me a favor, uh, and, and basically, he, yeah. he basically said he, he beat me to he it. He beat me to it. Yeah. Like, fuck, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause then he's like looking into it and then he's like, at one point Vic is like, he's like, there's something, there's something up with this dude. And he goes to like where he's staying and like looks through all his stuff. And he's like, of course he's tr- working for the fucking called- KKK. When he's got like a true Americanism magazine and like, yeah. um, well, also one of the, I mean, just to sidetrack for a second, but like he thinks that the one of the people like leading the the city is involved with the KKK, and he keeps trying to yes. get um, evidence of. Yeah, yeah, not and but he does team up with this guy to try to figure that out. But he, I think, at some point, something tips him off that he should look into like the the this McCarthy dude, right? But yeah, he's he's well, got like yeah. he's got BDSM magazines. He's got 
like true Americanism magazines and then like just straight up KKK literature. And he's got like a phone (laughs) number written down for like this other guy named Phillips who's who is like the leader of the KKK, like like basically the like David Duke of Hub City and like calls him to be like, hey, this is like pretends to be McCarthy. And he's like, yeah, no news. All right. Thanks. He's like, yeah, it's a bad connection or whatever. But it's like, oh, yeah, no, he's working for the fucking KKK. (laughs) God damn. And this is where we get one of those few instances of him like he's not. I really liked how he did this, like because as he's looking through it, someone barges in and tries to kill him, like shoot at him. And then he's talking about he's like, oh, shit, you know, he shouldn't have shot in this room because then he can't hear me coming. So he gets the drop on him. And then immediately after that, he's like, oh, shit, neither can I. And then like six dudes roll in and get the drop on him. I'm like, this is like the it's very grounded. Yeah. yeah, the fighting and stuff because that because he's like there's like six dudes he's like I gotta get the fuck out of here because I'm gonna get my ass beat. Yeah, <laughs> and especially he just, because like, like out of there they were trying to like rescue who they thought was the victim, but it was actually the assassin, and like the assassin yeah, yeah, was yeah. actually going after McCarthy. And he's like, wait, why was that guy that tried to kill me black? Hold on, yeah. So it's like there's some really good started, yeah, yeah. detective shit going on in that issue. Like all the issues have like a really good like detective story and like. Usually they're they're pretty good like episodic. Like each issue is really good contained like detective story. Um and this one is is no exception, but there's just like yeah. a lot more fucking weight to it. And god, the fucking ending of this issue, like I don't want to go into like the whole story because I don't want to spoil it, but like the ending essentially is someone trying to kill Vic and this asshole McCarthy like literally takes a bullet for him and he's just furious. He's like anyone but you is yeah. allowed to save. Like, you cannot be the fucking hero. It's like, maybe there are no such things as heroes and villains, but, like, you can't be what? the fucking hero like, today. Because, th- like, someone at the station, like, oh, he was a hero. He's like, don't you fucking call him that. This was a piece of shit. Yeah. This, he is a bad fucking dude. This was right yeah. before, right before he gets shot and dies, um, he had just, uh, like, gone to Vic Sage and been like, you know, I'm sorry we fought earlier. I like you, even though you like them. I'm like, okay. And then Vic was like, you are a complete piece of shit. You are the scum of the earth. I hate everything about you. Yeah, and then and then he takes a bullet for him. Just yeah, like, oh, and I hope you boil in the and deepest pit. Yeah, then of then that lady calls <laughs> calls him a hero, and he's like, "Don't call him that." Uh, he's like, "Why not?" So I don't know. Maybe because there are no heroes and no villains either. Maybe there is not one damn villain in the world. And it's like, dude, he like, cries at the the like the last panels. Him crying, and it's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. Yeah, uh, a lot would, of a lot of like, complex yeah. emotions, and none of them are good. <laughs> yeah i think these well, couple issues and i think overall like this just really highlights how good yeah, that's like the Denny exact O'Neil halfway was. point in this giant omnibus so like good lord <laughs> yeah uh, this dude is he, like i said denny o'neill he came out fucking swinging and he did not fucking stop and it's i mean i just crazy. yeah i love that one of the appeals for him taking this job was that he could just write whatever he wanted and yeah he he did it. He he did do it. He fucking did. And like, and it's amazing. The other the other classic Daniel O'Neill book we were going to possibly do instead of this before we stumbled upon this was um the classic Green Green Lantern Green Arrow specifically where they like said fuck the comics code and did the um Speedy being addicted to heroin like that classic issue. I think it's like eighty nine or whatever. But um you know so like that's just another example of like Daniel O'Neill being a fucking groundbreaker you know what i mean just like 
saying this yeah. is something we need to fucking talk about and I'm going to put it in a comic book and fuck you authority. I don't give a shit. Literally, <laughs> literally fuck the authority. <laughs> I think yeah, it's like the crazy. first book It's the first book just since it was its creation to not have the comics code authority uh, stamp. Oh, uh, it was really? like one Spider-Man issue on the there, There's the Spider-Man issue yeah. and that issue specifically that were like the first in in like 30 years that hadn't had the, mm. the stamp of approval from the comic. It's probably the... But yeah, so... Yeah. Just... I mean, he saved the character. Like... Yeah. I, I just... I love the idea of him taking a character built on weird politics and... Like, <laughs> trash. And He's then, taking this trash-ass character and turning like, him into a fucking him, hero. Having him grapple with his origins like that. Uh, yeah. And it feels yeah, in a really like, compelling yeah. way, too. And, like, you know, Moore did interesting things with Warshak, but, you know, that was only for 12 issues, and he didn't, he didn't have any interest in redeeming Warshak, because you no. shouldn't. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is a just, like, a, a, you know, just as interesting idea, and I'm glad he was kind of able to salvage this character, because I really like um Vic by the end of the run and I really like uh-huh. uh you know Renee who takes up the mantle. So like I like that they kind of kept this the you know he was able to keep the question going. Um um I really wish that I had known this existed around with the time that I read The Watchmen because it probably would have saved me a decade of thinking that Rorschach was a hero. I <laughs> th- there's a great there's a great issue where Vic fucking pulls out Watchmen and yeah, he's like, great. what is this? And then by the end, he's like getting beat up. He's like, Warshak sucks. He's like, Warshak <laughs> he, is, that guy. Yeah. He's like a nightmare about beating someone up as Warshak. Yes. Uh, it's fucking it great. Is, it he's is, like, no, 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 fuck that piece It is shit. genius. <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking great. Yeah, because you gotta, you gotta address it directly, right? right. Like, yeah, they're coming awesome. out at like this, basically the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this but yeah, run... no, this would have this would have saved me that like awkward, you know, decade of you know, you know, the dudes that always like think that Travis Bickle is the hero or like right. Rick from Rick and Morty, right. or that kind yeah. of. Shit. Well, I mean, yeah, I, there are. I never, I never fell for any of those, but I did have a a while where I thought Rorschach was like the badass, like the true fucking hero, and it's like, I definitely, <sighs> I had that phase uh, where no, I'm like the point, missed the I point like for a, a while there. I have like a Rorschach action figure, and I'm like, why do they make this? <laughs> I, mean, I, I had Rorschach. I had a Rorschach tattoo. Mm, well. <laughs> Got that covered up though, so you know we we can all grow and change and become better people. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, Denny O'Neill. I I know Watchmen is kept in print because if they let it go out of print, then it goes to more, and they would never ever let that happen ever. Um, but and they'll never fuck the, it. You'd never see it again. But the fact that this book has so sparingly been put out in collected editions is criminal. It is, it is crazy to me that this, like, this book is just. I, this was the first time I'd ever read this run, and yeah, it's been out since yeah, the eighties. Like, uh, and and it still feels like really relevant with a lot oh, of. Yeah. The- stuff he's Absolutely. talking about i mean i talked about you know Ant- morrison's animal man in the same pantheon as Watchmen, and 
Sandman and you know all of those in the 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 era like the the great comic books that get talked about but this run like this feels really important and not anywhere on the the social radar at all yeah it definitely seems to be like one of those like buried but probably because it's not in print so not a lot of people get their hands on it but like it definitely feels like this is a book that needs to be or should be talked about more especially when it's a creator like denny o'neill who is a hugely prominent figure in the comic world yeah he's a fucking groundbreaker yeah it felt like the game felt like it was pulling teeth just to get them to get this omnibus to come out because mm-hmm. it was delayed like uh two years or something like, and then immediately out of print right like they printed just enough for the pre-orders and said that's it and it's like what the fuck it's i want yeah. one <laughs> where'd they go <laughs> yeah i i don't know it, stumbling upon this this run i mean like it, it's definitely talked about but uh, like, there's a whole newer generation of comic book readers that need to find this kind of stuff and, like, you know, break yeah. into the this and, like, it, it just feels so... Like I said, I, I hadn't really read things from this era that has felt so, uh, so blunt in its messaging. Like... This feels like one of those comics that you're one of your favorite current creators definitely read this and was like, yep, Oh yeah. You can this, feel this the is impact. It. This, this is the comic I'm going to write in 20 years when right, I read yeah. comics. Like that's, that's what this, I mean, we talk about, like. you know, uh, Batman year one and dark Knight returns and Miller daredevil. And, uh, like, you know, all of those is like the turning point mm-hmm. for comics kind of changing. But this is like the, the messages are right in front of you hitting you in the face repeatedly like yeah they, Repe- yeah <laughs> it's I also, repeatedly I s- and uh not pulling any of them just no fucking whapping you in the face over <laughs> and over again i do like the structure of this book too where like every issue kind of has a self-contained story that connects mm-hmm. yeah. to a larger continuity it reminded me of uh mm-hmm. the spirit in that sense. Yeah. 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 It's all yeah. still grounded in this, in Hub City and what's going on in the city and everything, which is great. Um, yeah. This is going to make me read a lot more uh, the comics because this is what's <laughs> comics. happening. Just but comics. This is really good. Well, it's like, oh, cool. I really like Denny O'Neill. What else we got? And that's going to. Put me down a fucking rabbit hole yeah, that I'm this, not going to be able yeah. to dig out of. <laughs> this whole series has been just uh, a bunch of gateway drugs. Like, I've bought like six omnibuses this season. Right? Like, <laughs> it's a problem. Yep. And it's not even all well, you, stuff that we talked about. You curated most of the list, and I know it's a problem. You didn't even know what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, really, you were we just were, like, you were just yeah. feeding your own addiction. You were just <laughs> uh, made, yeah. being your own enabler. <laughs> It made me read, want to get the Swamp Thing one, and I'm like, oh, cool, yep. now we just have to talk about more Swamp Thing, because it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this was... But this feels like one of those books, too, that I really enjoyed, and I, I, I definitely am going to want to read through all of it, well, but it's going to, like... you get your hands on the omnibus, fucking do it, because it's great. I'm yeah, really luckily, I have a good way to read digitally, and it's on D- DC Universe, which is great that it's still up there um, with all the shit going on with 
fucking content out there. But yeah, it's going to make me want to dig into his catalog a bit more, especially because he's done this with other characters, right? Like, this is clearly probably not something he did. It wasn't a one and done for him. Yeah. So it's definitely he's writing interesting real world type issues into these characters. Which is great to see. Yeah. This has been, this was a good one. Um, it's funny. I, yeah, sure. I, I went on vacation with the sole thought of, oh, I'll do all the week's reading while I'm on vacation. And I, I couldn't get a stable Wi Fi connection the whole time I was gone. So I read this all today. Just mainlining just yeah, some heavy duty lot. shit. A lot of emotion. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I'm I'm probably gonna read the rest of this like tomorrow. <laughs> Who knows? It's what yeah, I, I mean, just did. I just read the whole 36 issue run. Yeah, I yeah, had I'm... to buy the omnibus because RJ just kept sending us panels in the group chat, and I'm like, oh, this is that's amazing. not even I all of it. Read this. Hopefully, they do volume two. <laughs> there's a great um, there's a great uh detective comics crossover where he teams up with Batman and Green Arrow, and he gets to the hangout and. Batman's there and he's like, please, can you can you not be here? I feel redundant. Which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty <Incredible>. good. <laughs> oh, well, I guess uh I guess that's all there is to say about that. Guess that answers so. the question. <laughs> hey, or not. Uh, I will not. see myself yeah. out. I, I've barely yeah. begun asking the question. <laughs> I've got a lot more question to ask. Well, uh, do, do consider, uh, consider subscribing, uh, if you like the show, that really helps us out a lot. Um, leave us, uh, leave us some reviews on iTunes that, that also helps bump us up to the top of the list of things. Um, also you can, uh, join our discord. Um, we have all kinds of cool conversations going on in the discord. Uh, we need more TFTSB representation on that channel. So come hang out with us, come talk to us and all that jazz. Um, I'm also going to give you guys a link to our Patreon. Uh, consider joining the Patreon. We have a lot of exclusive content from Dueling Genre at large for you to enjoy there. So go check us out. Um, come hang out with us. Come talk to us. And uh, we'll see you next time. What do we have for next uh, next week? Fantastic Four. Oh, we're doing some Kirby Fantastic Four next week. Hell yeah. Sir. So that's going to be fun. So uh, come join us next week. We got more of this, more of this for your ear holes. Um, for myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this has been Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.